Hey everyone, today we're going to be discussing uh, episode 2 of season 2 of The Mandalorian, or chapter 10, entitled The Passenger. You are now getting a taste of sweet Star Wars delight. Hey everyone, hope you're doing well. So let's dive into this episode. So we pick up right where we left off, uh, Mando uh, on his speeder with uh, the child. Uh, as you've seen at the end of the last episode, uh, speeding away. Um, and then you see, you know, him out in the just the middle of the tattooing the desert. Uh, and then you see these, it flashes to these, uh, these people. You don't know who they are yet, and they're hammering something. Uh and this rock and you don't know what they're doing yet and as you get closer then you see they cover up uh rope they cover up rope under under some uh, some of the dirt and then you slowly realize oh they're gonna do the old clothesline move trying to uh a trap for mando as he's getting closer so he gets closer they pull it out and it knocks mando off uh off the speeder and baby yoda goes flying the speeder tumbles and then gets all kind of damaged, and then all of a sudden they're they're having it out with Mando. They're they're and then you you pick up from the some of the the bounty hunters. They're they know about the child. They're after the child. They're because one of them says, "Get the child," and I actually recognize one of these uh, creatures from the Force Awakens that Ray encounters. On a uh, Jakku, I think it's the same uh, kind of creature. Um, that was pretty neat. And uh, Mando takes them out one by one. But uh, the one creature, the one from the Force Awakens, maybe the same one, maybe a different one, just same species. Mando takes out all the rest of them, but then this little guy, he gets a hold of Baby Yoda. With a knife to him, and I'm like, "Oh God!" And I'm in a tough spot. Mando pretty much says, "You know, okay, just don't hurt the child. Whatever you do, because um, pretty much there won't be nowhere I won't find you. Because <laughs> if you do, if you if you uh, hurt him in any way, because <laughs> he'll he will find you like Liam Neeson and Taken movies, <laughs> but maybe worse, probably worse. And so the little guy." Uh, tries to barter he's like he wants something in return so he uh, mando offers him anything and he, the little guy wants the jetpack so he's like sits it down the little guy takes off oh and it was so cute that after that then uh baby yoda just runs back to uh mando <laughs> like dad dad it was so cute you can tell uh how the relationship has grown and how he how fond he's become of mando as a as a dad figure and a, a guardian. But as the, the other, uh, the bandit or bounty hunter is running away, Mando hits his, uh, little button on his wrist. Off goes the jetpack, and, and then they wait a few seconds. Then the, the bandit comes flying back down and squirt from a good ways up there. And you, you know, he's probably a goner or real bad hurt. I didn't see him move. So, and then the jet plate slowly comes back down and baby Yoda kind of looks surprised and 
at first, and then Mando just kind of shrugs, like, yep. And then the jetpack uh, lands on the ground and tips over. And then we go to the, the title screen. What an opening that was. Um, left, it uh, picked up right where we left off, and uh, it was, uh, took off for the races. What a great start. So he um after this he goes back to uh Mos Eisley and he uh runs into uh Pele again uh, and she's playing uh cards with um actually the creature the ant like creature uh actually from uh, a new hope. And uh the funny thing about this, uh the the Peyton Reed uh that directed this episode, he um which you could already tell from the opening scene and throughout the episode, it kind of had his humor uh, stamped. His type of humor stamped already on this episode. But um, the funny thing that Peyton Reed directed uh, Ant-Man and the fact that he put the uh, the ant-like creature um, from A New Hope uh, in this episode was uh, pretty funny. I almost didn't catch it at first, but that's, that's pretty witty. <laughs> but she's... um. She's playing um, cards with him, and uh, she pretty much says, well, you know, the, he, uh, Dr. Manable over here, has uh, some info about where to find some Mandalorians, uh, Mandalorian covert, um, or he has somehow a way to connect to that, uh, So, but he has to bet over, bet a little money, uh, fourth on the game first before Dr. Manable loses to Pele, but he says the the one that has the info um, will meet you uh, here soon out back. Um, the contact will. So he goes with Pele to to meet the contact, but before that they're, uh, they're cooking uh, some of that crate steak they got from the crate dragon in the previous episode, and they're cooking it actually with a... Uh, part of a pod racer to uh, cook it. It's pretty wild. And I think that's actually kind of a, a nod to, uh, how they did in uh, galaxy's edge. Um, he's talking with Pele though. Mando is after that about the contact and is she reliable? Uh, and she's like, yes, I vouch for her on my life. And pretty much then he, he she tells him that he, excuse me she tells him that he uh she has to uh he has to deliver her uh or allow her passage with him but to the um equestrum i think moon of of krask krask yes i think that's it but you can't use the hyperdrive or you can't you go to hyperspeed and he's not totally down for that because he's like it this the only thing that's keeping me alive is keeping me on the run right now is my speed, how, how I can, uh, elude all these different, uh, people after me and the child. But she says she brings out the, who the contact is. And it's this frog like lady. And apparently she has to transport her eggs back to the, uh, she has to get her eggs to the Krask, 
uh, to where her husband is to uh, before a certain time, or else uh, she'll lose all her uh, her upcoming uh, youngins, the one in the incubator that she has. But apparently, if you go to in, through hyperspace, uh, it'll it'll kill them. So you can't do that, which kind of complicates things. But you know, there's always complications like this. And he's like, uh, okay, I guess. <laughs> but he makes sure that she has, you know, that her husband, because apparently the husband of this frog lady has the info on the Mandalorians, where they might be and who it is. So he agrees. And then and then Pele mentions, oh, yeah, I'd, but but I met her like five minutes ago. And he's like, Tsh. so pretty much, how can you vouch for her? But he's stuck in this situation either way now. Uh, and as she gets on the ship, you notice baby Yoda already kind of fascinated with the incubator on her back that is carrying her eggs. And then even as she gets on the ship before Mando does, you see baby Yoda just little running after, uh, those eggs. Cause there's already some fascination in his eyes with those eggs, uh, that the frog lady has. So him... Mando and the frog lady and the child are all leaving Tatooine now to uh, head out for uh, Trask to find, uh, deliver the the frog lady and her eggs to Trask to meet up with her husband to get the Mandalorian info uh, intel. Um, and he Mando tries to you know tell her that this if they're not traveling uh, by you know hyperspeed. Uh, things can get a little bit dicey and it might be a little more of a rough ride and he's trying to carry on a conversation with her and she's just trying to talk to him and he's uh, not getting he's like uh, I don't know what you're saying lady and he's like do you speak a tease and he tries to speak in that language and she's just crickets <laughs> uh, but yeah no, she's like he's like okay but so I ain't getting nowhere with this as far as talking to her that's a negative and so he pretty much tells her, okay, well, you might want to get some rest. So he goes to the back. Um, you see Baby Yoda around the eggs again. And he goes back there. Before that, he, Baby Yoda's, you hear this really, like, almost whimsical music, very childlike, like this fascination with that Baby Yoda has with these eggs. And yeah, I love this shot. You have him look through the glass and you see his, the, uh, his face through the, through the container of these eggs, a very, very childlike, whimsical feel it has. And then he puts his hand up there, it's almost kind of like use the force and they start to get closer to his hand. And you don't know, start to wonder what, what kind of connection does he have to these? What's going on? You know, but comes to find out then Mando comes in the room. Baby Yoda has the tank open and he has one of those eggs in his hands. Then plop, plop. He, he, he sucked it down. He ate that, uh, the woman's eggs. Mando's like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. No, no, no. Shuts it. <laughs> that moment I was like, oh my gosh, this is the last of this woman's, uh, lineage, uh, for her, you know, her, her babies. Uh, it's all on the line. They got to get to this place like, uh, soon or else they'd be gone. And then <laughs> baby Yoda just 
don't even know better and just go nope eats one down <laughs> i was like oh my gosh <laughs> but if you think back baby yoda does like frogs you seen from the first season you sucking down a frog but i think mando has a little uh different reaction to you know eating a frog that's not even born yet and it's the last of this woman's uh her babies <laughs> so it's a little different if it's they're not born yet it's a little cuter when they're when the frog is born for baby to eat it i guess <laughs> than these eggs but yeah he's like no 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 and so he takes uh baby yoda off to his little this little the little room where he normally has and you see in this one baby yoda has his little own his little hammock kind of above where mando sleeps and that was adorable <laughs> i guarantee you they're gonna make some merch with baby yoda in his little hammock or whatnot um maybe next season they'll have a bunk bed i think maybe one or maybe one day when <laughs> baby yoda gets older maybe whenever he gets bigger or older he'll have a bunk bed but mando i mean if he's 50 now <laughs> and he he still looks like a child mando would have to be real old for him to for the child to be enough uh old enough for a bunk bed but still that would be that'll be next season a step by step new things to sell but i would buy them probably <laughs> so then they go to sleep so mando then wakes up to hearing this beeping noise like something's going on so he has to wake up him and the child uh goes back up to the cockpit of the ship and apparently there's uh x-wings uh on each of his side and kind of gets questioned about uh his whereabouts or why his yeah i think why his ship don't have a transponder i think and he said it's pre-empire and didn't wasn't permitted for one um so then they question him some more and he he thinks he gets off uh scot-free and he's like towards the end of it he said uh and, he, and which surprised me that Mando said this he's like he said may the force be with you <laughs> which was surprising because for the first season he wasn't really like as far as the child what he using the force and Jedi and different things I guess he just used that because hearsay and obviously they they would say that <laughs> so he was trying to just play it off and he said may the force be with you and then they said as with you and as with you and then he adds and the the uh one of the x-wing wing uh pilots and one more thing and so he wasn't out of the woods yet <laughs> and then he questions him some more said i'm gonna need you to send me a ping of of the ship and mando kind of stalls and he's like oh i don't know i don't know if my ship's my ship is functioning to do that and then he keeps stalling, and then they said, we can wait. <laughs> Just an awkward moment, and then he's like, oh, there it is, and he finally does. And then the the lizard lady wakes up, and they're like, wait, what was that, huh? And he's like, oh, nothing. Just Oh, nothing. Uh, and then <laughs> the real awkward moment when uh one of the pilots tells the other one, can you switch to channel two real quick? He's like, yeah. <laughs> so they have, I just wonder what conversation they had on channel two away from mando because next thing a few seconds later you see the uh on each side of him both x-wings uh 
there it kind of starts to open up as far as an attack position <laughs> and he's like okay you know you're in and they say you're a new republic uh airspace uh uh we're gonna need i can't remember what he said exactly but pretty much uh we we need you to need to capture you or whatnot and pretty much then Mando don't even say anything, just takes takes off. <laughs> takes off down through the clouds and um then we as we see they're chasing them, um one of them is actually uh the pilot's is Dave Filoni from the first season two also in uh, I think it was episode six, yeah. So he's reprising his role again. I'm wondering if it's gonna be an every season thing, because he said he was reluctant to do it, didn't want to do it, but I guess John Favreau got him to do it. And then I guess again so I wonder if he'll be in each season or if, or possibly if he'll be in this season again, maybe reoccurring. I mean, I mean, you got to think there's more than just him. But um, the other uh, pilot was new to us, at least. Uh, but Dave uh, reprised his role as, uh, I think, Wolf, I think is one. Yeah, Trapper Wolf. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> again, so they're chasing him through the clouds and they're doubting him. He's like, where is he going to go in that thing, that Razor Crest? So he's weaving in and out of the clouds around him. And then all of a sudden he gets away from him a little bit, then drops the thing out of, uh, with pretty much no power. He just drops it and it's going free fall through the sky. And it has like this, it's sat there using a sound effect or something that's kind of sounds like old from something from world war, one of the world wars, uh, world war one or two, as far as the way some of the planes sounded in that free fall, it's just like, wow. And then, the frog lady just classic response how i'd be reacting and she's like ah but just like squalling like as he's going into free fall uh that's that would be me <laughs> frog or not that would be me <laughs> and then he um just free fall and then eventually you see him uh um emit uh break through from the clouds and then you see him going closer the x-wings get on his tail again you see him going closer to what we see from the commercials is the ice planet and then they're chasing them through there the ravine and the the crack of the ice of that planet and trying to get away and he he ducks away and gets in a little cave and tries to and he temporarily gets away and kind of crash lands and then they he gets free from them pretty much. And then when he turns off the razor crest and all of a sudden the ice cracks beneath them and they go falling through the ice, uh, to a lower level, uh, in this cave on this ice planet. So after, uh, the razor crest falls through the ice and kind of <clears throat> not doubt for some time. And then, uh, Mando comes to, and, uh, wakes up and when he does the the frog lady not long after so he goes uh to the rest of the ship to look he tells her he's gonna find her eggs so he's going to look for uh her eggs to make sure they're all right and make sure the child's all right also but when he gets back there he can't find neither one of them and there's a there's a hole in the side of his uh ship from the crash somehow um and he's kind of frantically looking around not knowing where they are and he finds a uh, baby Yoda under the, under the, the sheet or whatnot. And then baby Yoda's gulping down another one of those, um, 
eggs of the frog ladies. And <laughs> again, he's at it again. <laughs> Can't help himself. And he's like, how many have you had? And you can see all the kind of the juice and stuff from um, that incubator. I kind of left on baby Yoda's mouth. And he's like, all of his response is just. <laughs> so that don't really tell us how many, but I'm assuming more than one. Because <laughs> let's see, we, he had one earlier and then one then that we know of right in front of him. But I'm sure it's been more than two also. But then when she gets back, you know, he gives her back uh, her eggs. I'm sure, you know, throughout this episode, at some point she'll not- she should notice that some are missing, but yet she can't speak that out loud because um, Mando can understand. <laughs> but I'm sure, surely if she's a good mother, she should notice at some point. But uh, he then... um. The ship's all torn to pieces and uh, he's trying to communicate with them, but he don't understand. And he, <clears throat> he, um, he's like, whatever it is, you know, it can wait till morning. And then he uh, kind of goes to sleep and she's uh, kind of discouraged. It seems like. And then uh, he wakes up to the hearing uh, zero, the robot from the first season. Cause he still had parts of a, uh, <clears throat> zero on the ship apparently and she had uh maneuvered it to where um she was using zero's uh vocabulator to um translate her uh her language and her words through what well, what was left of zero um which i thought was pretty neat that's pretty savvy on her part but she did this in order to communicate with mando because there was no way for him to understand her otherwise um and she pretty much was Telling him, um, you know, this is the last of these are my children. Um, this is the last of my life cycle, and we have to get it to uh, Trask. My husband sacrificed a lot, uh, she said, and for us to have this life there, and it's the only planet inhabitable for these uh, for my children and us. <clears throat> and she goes on to say, you know. And he says, uh, you know, the mission's off. You know, I can't, we'll be lucky if we get off this frozen rock. And then she's like, I thought, she kind of guilts him here. It's like, I thought Mandalorians were, you know, part of, had honor, whatnot. And then she's like, I guess, uh, I guess those were stories for children. And <laughs> that's kind of a low blow. I'm like, <laughs> kind of reminds me in the first season uh, when um, Quill was getting training uh mando to ride the uh the blurg and then mando was struggling he's like you know when he told him he's like your uh ancestors rode the great mythosaur and you can't you know ride this this uh simple blurg and that kind of um motivated him and got him to where eventually where he could ride a blurg and kind of the same simple little similar situation here except she <laughs> She she said it in more of a blunt way and compared them to children's stories, but uh, still it kind of gilded him enough to end up getting the gumption to uh, try to figure something out uh, quickly so they can get out of there and get her eggs uh, safely to Trask uh, as soon as possible. So so he goes outside the ship uh, trying to work on it. Um. 
trying to repair it enough to where they can leave. And uh, the child's uh, over in the corner thinking, uh, trying to point at something, trying to get dad's attention. <laughs> and then <laughs> Mando pretty much has a very dad response and said, you know, um, you know, what are you, you know, what are you doing over there? Come make yourself useful, <laughs> you know, over here. Even though it's a dad response, it reminds me kind of of my, of something of my grandpa in a way because, you know, Mando's working on his ship right there. <clears throat> and uh, my grandpa works on cars a lot and I'm not a, don't know that much at all about cars. And <laughs> uh, he would be getting me to help him or something. I'd get frustrated because I don't know what I'm talking about. And he's like, oh, you don't know where, how to put the, the, this on the carburetor or blah, 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 and then <laughs> something like that. So that kind of reminded me of something my grandpa might would say or something as, as I would try to help him or out with a car when he's working on it, but he was a lot more educated on it than me. But same way because they, uh, the, you know, in their world, these spaceships are like cars. This is their main trans, uh, transportation. So theirs is a little cooler than ours. <laughs> <clears throat> But uh, and then uh, the child disappeared behind the ship, and Mando's like, "Okay, where where are you going? Like, what's going on?" And then uh, the child points uh points out these uh footprints over there, and uh, the frog lady had took off into the ice caves, and he's able to uh turns on his um through his helmet his uh certain vision that will allow him to see uh heat vit, uh heat signature so he follows the footsteps <clears throat> into the caves and then walks into a kind of an awkward moment where he she kind of lets out this moan she's like soaking in this hot bath pond uh thing <laughs> with her and her eggs trying to um heat her eggs up because the incubator was getting too cold so she had to find a way to get them warmer again so that was what she found and he goes over there. He's like, probably thinking, what are you doing naked over there? Come on, we ain't got time for this. <laughs> um, and so he tells her, you know, we can't we can't linger around here. I know. Um, it's going to be dark soon. I won't be able to protect you. It's going to get real cold. And as they're right there, Baby Yoda starts to reach into the, to the little pond. And he's like, nope. <laughs> you just see his finger come over. <laughs> and then he shakes it again and says, nope. <laughs> I love that. That's and you can see Baby Yoda's curiosity just increase as this episode uh, goes on throughout this whole episode. Um, and his fascination and wanting to devour these eggs because if you think he likes live frogs, um, <laughs> so and he loves these frog eggs too. It's a little cuter to see him eat the the um the uh, live frogs and the frog egg because it's kind of dark when I when he first did that. I'm like, oh. Oh wow! Oh gosh! <laughs> like no, this is her only ones. Like for her, the rest of her life cycle. Oh gosh! And but but he's he's a he's a child. He don't really know better. Um, he don't know that he's eaten the last of her um children. <laughs> just a child. He's just hungry. He's a growing boy. He wants his food. <laughs> so then, disappointed by that, uh. Maybe Yoda goes off elsewhere and sees these other egg-looking things on uh, in the snow all in the cave. So as Mando's trying to help uh, 
frog lady out of the get out of the pond with her eggs and stuff. Um, he goes over there and starts digging into one of these eggs, and you see him start to eat something, and this green goo's all in it. And it and I thought I recognized kind of what it might be before he ate it all. It kind of looked like it had a numerous legs, kind of like a spider or something. And then all of a sudden, after you see him eat them all, the brothers and sisters of that spider start to wake up out of their eggs and come out. And then you see him scurry back to dad like, oh gosh, no. And that's one of the highlights. You you see that numerous times in this episode, Baby Yoda running. Because you've seen him earlier in the episode run to Dada after uh, the near, uh, after the close incident with the bandit. And then right here, and then later in the episode two, you just see him running a lot, and it's adorable. <laughs> but he's running to Dada, and then all of a sudden, Mando, Frog Lady, and him like realize, oh my gosh, there's spiders everywhere, these little ones. And then the big kahuna, Mama, or Dada, probably Mama, <laughs> comes out, and then they realize, okay, we got to book it out of here. Like Frog Lady, like, don't play around. She goes... <laughs> like with her tongue to grab her clothes, like right away. That was so cool. <laughs> that was funny. Got the, uh, you had that tongue, um, sound effect too, when she was eating her food earlier, just, uh, same, uh, sound too. <laughs> and so they're hightailing it out of there. Mando's shooting with his blaster and trying to, uh, get away and make sure they're all right. And then he throws explosives, and he—I think he, he takes down uh, the one big one, but the, the little ones are still coming. And one scene, you start, see the flamethrower start to go, and then it cuts, and, and you only see the flames from the hall, like from a different angle, from um, a different part of the cave, which is a really cool shot. Um, they get back to the ship, and I'm thinking, okay, they'll be all right, but I forgot there's a hole in the ship. So then they go in the ship, and there the spiders are getting everywhere in the ship, and I'm like. Oh God, this is giving me anxiety. <laughs> I like spiders from a distance, but they're all in the ship everywhere. They're coming. Then they get to the cockpit, barely fighting them off, blast them. And then a few get in there and one start gets on baby on his head. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. What? And he's like, ah, like trying to get it off. And then frog lady ends up pulling out a, a little blaster and shooting it. And Mando turns like frog lady packing. Yeah. This whole time. And he didn't know. None of them knew, but she did that to save, uh, save the child and, uh, therefore, and then he gets his flamethrower, uh, finally gets all these spiders off the door enough to shut it. Then they start crowding all outside the, outside the ship. And he starts to try and, you know, um, turn on the ship and, uh, try to get out of there. It starts to raise up to get away from all these spiders to. I tell it out of there, but then another huge spider slams down on the top of it and hurts the ship, uh, not hurts the ship, but uh, in <laughs> damages the ship. That's the word I'm looking for even more. And it's on top and now it's, it's eyeing them right in there through the glass. And, and then it starts to <laughs> open its mouth and try and bite at the, uh, the glass and it's it's got a bunch of teeth it ain't playing but it slams on the uh the glass once and then the second time before it does you hear all of a sudden it's getting blasted from a different direction and mando's probably 
a little happy, but he's probably a little concerned. Like, who is this? What's what's going on? I know they're helping me get this spider off, but let me see who this is. So he go out to there. He goes out there. <laughs> he goes out there. <laughs> and what do you know? It's the two new Republic ships that was chasing him earlier. And <clears throat> excuse me. And it's a, uh, they pretty much, uh, say, you know, we ran the, the numbers or the info on your ship and realize you're, you wanted, uh, for in the pr- past season, uh, freeing, uh, that prisoner Quinn, if you remember the twilight of the brother, but, and they say, but, um, you also did, uh, capture and put three other, um, wanted uh criminals in that prison and from the security cameras um it showed that he uh attempted to uh spare uh or save one of the new republic guards lives so they said you know these are trying times and um we you know pretty much will we'll let it slide I think a little beverage. And so then he, you know, Mando asked about, uh, so you think you can help me fix the ship to uh, get out of here? And, you know, they let it slide about the, uh, the prisoners and everything and letting him live, but <laughs> not so fast. <laughs> And they said, well, you fix that transponder and we won't blast it out of your ship out of the sky next time. And then they leave. <laughs> so they're the good guys, but they didn't totally help him. They, they let him live and didn't capture him or kill him, but they left him there. <laughs> um, so I thought it's a unique kind of thing for the new Republic. New Republic. We don't really know a lot, whole lot about them, but uh, that, you know. Difficult times because you have the New Republic uh, starting and then you have remnants of the Empire still uh, lingering around. So we're still getting to know this time period kind of and the, the uh, different um, the government that the New Republic holds and what's left of the remnants of the Empire. And it kind of shows you uh, the uh, a little bit of the place that Mando, where he stands like in the galaxy. Um, which I think will come into effect later. Um, and I, you know, I don't know if the see the, the pilots didn't see the child. So I don't know if they're aware of him like, uh, Moff Gideon and maybe some of the remnants of the empire is or not. Um, if they would have saw him, I don't know if they would have reacted accordingly or just been like oh look a little creature uh that looked like yoda from way back when the stories yeah um that's interesting you know because they never seen him i have a feeling they'd know about him but maybe not um i didn't think about that till just now um but yeah it shows you kind of the place of mando in the galaxy and i think that'll that will come into play later on too as things progress 
And we've seen, you know, Dave Filoni as Trapper Wolf. I wonder if we'll see him again somewhere in the uh, season. <laughs> Love that John Favreau kind of uh, got him to do that. He didn't really want to, but and then yet, yet here we are. He's in season two again. Uh, why not? I, I dig it. <laughs> and uh, wondering if they'll have any other anybody else uh, different people playing uh, new pilots and stuff too. Because from the first season, we had a. Um, the three of them was uh, Dave Filoni, Rick Famuyiwa, and Deborah Chow. Three of the different uh, directors from the first season. But uh, yeah, I really dug this episode. I liked the first episode better, but this one was uh, unique. It had it had a good bit of personality to it. It was quite quite funny um, and a lot more Baby Yoda this episode um, than the first. But you know, it fl- as long as you have that good balance, kind of. Um, like the previous episode, Baby Yoda was still there, but he wasn't in the forefront. This episode, um, he he was a lot more in the forefront. So I think they they strike that balance between how often he's used or in what way he's used. Because I mean, he's still part of as far as moving the plot along, as far as because Mando is well now he's searching for these Mandalorians in order to figure out how to find. Um, the child's uh, people, whether that be the Jedi or his species. Um, so he is moving this whole plot uh, forward. It's about him, and we really get to see this uh, relationship, how it's grown um, in this episode between Mando and the child, between the, with that first sequence on Tatooine, him, that altercation, and uh, also throughout when they're on this uh in the case of this ice planet and him, him wanting uh, repeatedly wanting that egg and you know, him not learning, he's just a child. He don't know better. He's going to keep doing, it. you know, children, uh, will go back and do the same things. Uh, they're told not to do cause they're so young. They don't know better. And he was just hungry by the way. Anyway. So he's just, just, you know, kind of cutting off, uh, cutting down the, the lives of, uh, what that frog lady had left of her uh, babies. That's all, you know. <laughs> um, but it it showed a good, um, it was a cool um, comparison because you had uh, the frog lady protecting her, her young and trying to get them to the planet so they'll be able to survive and be born. Um, only planet they'll be able to live on. Um, and also on that, uh, also Mando and the child, that real father-son relationship. So you had these two parents, one more of a parent figure, not the actual father, but then this mother too, both protecting their, um, having to protect their young um, a little bit in different ways, but having to survive um, together. And um, I think that really... Uh, Showing Mando and the child's uh, relationship uh, right beside the mother and her um, eggs. Um, that relationship, it really uh, compared it and made, uh, made it seem um, Mando as a parental figure a lot better, I think. so. And I don't think this is necessarily a filler. I mean, it didn't move the plot a whole lot, but it really it was a character-driven episode. Um, really with Mando and the child. And also... Uh, you see a little more humor from Mando also in this episode. Um, 
because as they uh, fix the ship, you know, he, he takes off and um, they're about to, he'd say, you know, pretty much barely get to Trask. You know, he's like, wake me up if uh, we get shot at or, or the blast uh, doors fly off. And then she's like, probably thinking like, what? And he's like, nah, just kidding. Well, we'd be dead if that was true. <laughs> and him saying something like sweet dreams too, you know, and earlier telling them, uh, may the force be with you and that whole uh, sequence. Um, with the X-Wing fighters, uh, you, you see a little more humor from Mando, um, and you see the child kind of rubbing off on him and the effect he's having on him as, uh, as it goes forward. He's softening up, but yet he, he's brutal if it comes to the child and protecting the child. So you're seeing him still have that brutality and being a Mandalorian, but the child, he's so protective over him. He'll, he'll do whatever he needs to do to make sure he's safe. And, uh, in order to fulfill his mission to keep the child, child safe and to get it back to, uh, his people, even though when it comes down to the very end of it, I don't know, he might end, uh, end up staying with him somehow. I, I don't know if he'll be able to give him up or maybe he'll leave him and then he'll have to come back or something because I, I don't know. It's hard to say, but yeah, really good character episode between Mando and the child um, in relation to also uh, the frog lady mother and their, her children. It was a really good, uh, uh, good comparison episode of the two uh, side by side having to survive. And I uh, at the very end, uh, Mando goes to sleep and uh, he looks, uh, baby Yoda looks back at the frog lady and her eggs and she just kind of hugs the incubator and like, uh, oh gosh, no, 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 don't, don't eye my eggs. Don't eye my eggs. I wonder if she knew later, you know, that there was some missing. Surely so. <laughs> Come on, frog lady, you gotta be a good enough mom to realize, but, or maybe she just realized, you know, it is what it is, but I doubt it. But, but I just, uh, then baby, uh, Yoda looked up, uh, kind of disappointed after she does that. And he's like, Oh, like that's all this little moan thing but then what do you know out of his one hand he goes at the very end of the episode you see him suck down one of those eggs again and it ends that was perfect way to end it but he has some great humor in this episode but also some horror elements with these uh spiders and the whole way that was that uh sequence was filmed it very exhilarating and uh kept me on my toes <laughs> but um yeah, that's my overall, I think, thoughts and uh, analysis of uh, this episode. Um, it's hard to say where it'll stand compared to the rest of them yet, but it's uh, it was kind of like a side mission, but yet it's still, this next episode we'll be um, exploring, you know, we'll be going to Trask or with that water planet, I'm sure. Um, where in the commercial you've seen a creature with... Uh, that tank on the back that she, that she has with those eggs. So that's, uh, I remember from the commercial, that's in that same location that he sees, uh, the Sasha, Sasha Banks character, which who we, who might be, um, Sabine Wren possibly. Um, and then we'll see if we, I know if we supposedly meet the, the frog lady's, uh, husband and what intel we get out of him, uh, about the Mandalorians. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was a pretty good episode. It was a pretty hopping episode, <laughs> no pun intended, with the frogs. 
frogs and spiders. But yeah, it was an excellent episode. I noticed, you know, at the season, episode two of the first season and episode two of this season, all egg-based. Excellent. But uh, that'll that'll about do it. Um, thank y'all for tuning in, and uh, look forward looking forward to episode uh, three of season two or chapter eleven here soon. Y'all take it easy. This is the way.